Hey guys, it's Keith. And this is Jesse. And this is New Player Has Joined. A podcast about the video games people love and why they love and them. And boy, oh boy, are we... Floating? And... Chucking? Haunting. We're haunting? And you know what? What? We're pretty chill while we're, we're doing we're it. We're pretty chill we're pretty, about it. We're, we're pretty, pretty chill. chill. Today we are infiltrating the FBI, not the FBI, as we play Control. And if you've never played Control... Go play Control. Uh, this is a game that I watched Jesse play the whole way through, and he loved every second of it. It's and amazing. that's my review of watching Jesse play this game. Thank Oh, my God. Thank there you. you go. Five stars for me playing the game. <laughs> Check it out. It's a great one. We've got a decently long episode, so let's just jump into it. This is New Players Joined. In this again, we're talking. Are you are you playing anything right now? No, no, <laughs> uh, not really. Yeah. Is anybody is anybody playing anything right now? They genuinely love, or are they just playing it because they need to pass the time? And that's the balance I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Is that fair or is that that's unfair? Very fair. It's just like I keep going through the games that I have and being like, what can I re-explore? And this, is, this has been a, a theme of the quarantine for us, that we kind of have uh, these little bursts of games that we're like, oh, this is great. And then they end and we're like, oh, no, I'm back here. Yeah, I'm forcing myself to go outside the video game box. Yeah. So I'm not really playing anything right now. Um, that's fair. I mean, I'm just replaying The Last of Us 2 yeah, uh, on the I, new game plus mode. I think that's what I would do, too, if I was playing PlayStation. It's like, I could jump into other games. I could mm-hmm. do other things. I just I don't have it in me. And if I have time during the day, I'd rather just be drawing or doing yeah. something else than just, like, mindlessly trying to pass the time. Yeah. If that makes sense. That makes complete sense. Um, it's not because I'm trying to say all video games are bad or any of that shit. I'm just kind of like, oh, I've been doing this a lot. Yeah. And it's mostly what I've been trying to do to like zone out and not be in the present not, of insanity. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I get that. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, well, I was, I, you know, I, this, this is the thing that happens whenever I replay a game that's really good where I'm just like, Oh man, I gotta play it again. And I start playing like the thrill is gone. Yeah, it's not as exciting. It's not as much. You're just kind of going through the motions yeah. and, and stuff y- like that. It's not the worst thing in the world, but I'm like, you know, I got to the first flashback of Ellie's uh, in The Last of Us Two. Yeah, and I was like, I really just wanted to keep. All I wanted to do was go through Seattle with Dina and just fuck shit up. Yep, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah, the whole game. You get my critique. Yeah, oh no, I totally get it. <laughs> like the moment they start going to other places and jumping around, I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it, and I'm not saying it's bad. But, but I want... this is not what I wanted. Yeah, this is not what I signed <laughs> up not... for. I signed. You can't show me how well Dina and Ellie vibe, and yeah. then be like, peace. Gonna go away from them for a while. I'm like, yes, the gameplay's fun, this, that, but I don't fucking want this person. No. And I think that's like, Naughty Dog, I feel like, is this thing of they're like, we stand by what we made, because mm-hmm. we clearly love it, and we love all the people who supported us. Yeah, bad bad choice. I'm not, not even, the best choice. I'm still not willing to call it a bad choice. I still think artistically it has so much merit. I, I just think it's a different choice. And uh, on the on the second playthrough, and I'm sure I'll feel differently because like I just need to get back into it. You know, I was like on the second playthrough, I was just 
I was just mowing down wolves. Right. And I was just like, man, I am good at this with like, because I'm maxed out with all my weapons and all my abilities. See, the gameplay was never an issue for me. No. I thought it was very easy. Uh, The thing that I have a huge issue with, which I think a lot of gamers have a huge issue with, which is if you have the special thing, you hold on to the special thing and never use it. Exactly. So I just have grenades that I never use. I have all the shit that I just like never used. And I'm like, okay, so this is just easy for me so then i'm like so i'm like okay so the gameplay is easy for me then the story like better be able to pull me in right and i'm like oh you're not doing doing what you what i had you're not doing it and comparing that to the first game and we'll get to control uh (laughs) comparing that to the first game of the first game of what's gonna happen mm-hmm. you don't know what's gonna happen yeah and in the second one i'm like just get to the thing right and that's the difference and that's the feeling and i'm like okay if you're gonna get to the thing and i know you're gonna get to the thing at least have the vehicle be something i want to be part of instead exactly. of like make it an uncharted game right because and, an uncharted game it's like we know the plot like even when they try to make the plot yeah you were like no we fucking know what there this is. were no real there's no twist. Twist in this game? No. So there's no reveals? No. It's me. The most of the game was me rushing through it. And it's what my problem was with Final Fantasy VII. The remake. I already know it's going to happen. Like, yeah. I'm just rushing to finish it instead of being like, ooh, let me, like, take this in for a second. Mm-hmm. Of course, when Ellie's with um, Dina, Dina with- and they're in the, like, they have moments where it's like, appreciate this. And I'm like, this is bullshit because this isn't. This isn't what it's driving towards. This wasn't, so, like, there's this feeling of just, like, you're not doing the thing. I get that. That's my, like, yeah, that's a takeaway from it. Because even in the first one, I'm like, I will still watch the cutscenes. I know for a fact, when I replay 2, mm-hmm. I'm skipping a lot of the cutscenes. I'm skipping most of Abby's shit. Not Abby and, uh, uh, Van- no, what, what's his name? Owen? Oh, no, uh, uh. Which guy? Manny? No, Van? Val, Van, uh, Van, the kid, Lev, Lev. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, I Lev and Abby are like the best part of, of Abby's line of Abby's yeah whole storyline. Everybody else, I'm like, I don't care. You're unlikable. Most of you are super unlikable, yeah. like that sort of thing. And I'm like, you just on your on your post it. I I already pictured the writers' room. There's post its. And there's different alleyways you can go with the mm-hmm. story. And I'm like, man, you went left and you should have went right. And that's the only like difference. This is, I'm like, this is the last thing I'll say about, about the Last of Us storyline uh, for the second game. Um, there's, uh, there's this guy in San Francisco who has a YouTube channel called Nerdwriter. Mm-hmm. And he has a great video on the movie Passenger. And Passenger is about a character. It's about... Uh, what's his name? Chris Pratt is on this spaceship that's going to some other planet and the travel time is like, you know, thousands of years or whatever. And so everybody gets put into sleep so that they can be alive when they get there. And his pod malfunctions and he wakes up alone and he starts going insane and he makes the choice to wake up one of the other passengers because he's learning about her and he's like proxy falling in love with her, which is a weird stalker bullshit thing. And the whole movie is like, he wakes her up, he dooms both of them, he pretends he didn't wake her up, and then she finds out. And the movie's biggest flaw... uh, He he ends up with her? No, not even that. Thank God. Just from an editorial... Although he might, I have no idea. From an an editorial standpoint, and from like just like literally an editing standpoint, this video points out that we start the movie from his point of view. Mm -hmm. 
And so when uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character wakes up, we can see that she's uneasy. But what happens if the movie starts with her waking up and there's this guy already awake? Because immediately, from her point of view, you're like, I'm suspicious of this dude. This whole movie just changed in tone, and it becomes about what's actually going on. It feels like he's not telling the truth to me. And it makes her character the protagonist. With Abby, we're unable to see her as the protagonist no matter what. Even though the game is trying to be like, there really is no protagonist, no antagonist. It does, it has the, the, this impossible uphill battle of being like, no, we saw Joel and Ellie for 40 hours already. And now you're introducing Abby and trying to give us her backstory. But no matter how much you try to make her likable, how much you try to make her a full uh, fleshed out person, she'll always be the second person in the movie who woke up. And so we'll never view her as the main character. And so her struggle will never be nearly as important to us as the one we've already been through. Take away like story. Mm hmm. Because obviously, like stories, extremely important to game, to games in general. Mm-hmm. But also, all the other elements need to be in play as well. Yes. So, if you're making me work towards liking my character that mm-hmm. I'm playing, you did a bad fucking job. Yeah. That's not like I'm not trying to. No, argue I'm not saying you it. are. I'm saying in terms of like, here's our creative choice. We're gonna stand by it because it's our creative choice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool gameplay wise like game yeah. wise you made a bad decision <laughs> and uh, that's like the hardest part to admit to be yeah. like i talk you up all the time yep. i'm on your side it's like if, if the red wings made a bad draft decision i'm like <laughs> you made a bad choice i'm your i'm on your side i'll rep your shit i still love you i get it fuck that yeah. um and that's kind of the feeling that i have taken away. and it sucks because of all the negativity the game gets yeah that you're immediately just like yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't want it. You're like, my critiques are about gameplay, not about your gross, misogynistic I culture. I didn't even beat Spider-Man. Spider-Man, through and through, 100% was a fucking delight. And that's, oh, what, yeah. that's what I'm trying to, like, the difference of, like, the whole time I'm playing, I'm like, yay! Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of Last of Us me being like, all right. I get you. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, welcome to Players Join Podcast with Vegans We Love and Why They Love uh, Them. Keith. Yeah. We're not talking about The Last of Us 2 today. Uh, you I'm editing all of that out. out. <laughs> it was a lot of Last of Us talk. Um, it wasn't too... I mean, listen, we've gotten away from our intro banter over the last couple of months, but I fair. feel like we're back. That's fair. But Keith, what game are we talking about today? We're talking today? about Control, a ghost game, Ghostbuster. You're the FBI. You're the FBI. <laughs> I think you're FBC? the FBI. Uh, you're the FBI. Yes. You're just the FBI, but yes. it's ghost stuff. Uh, Control is a third-person action-adventure game where you play as a character who is entering a secret governmental organization. It is all about interdimensional mystical powers and just redacted truths and tons of lying. Yeah. This is a a crazy game. It came out pretty recently. It's a psychological thriller game. Yeah. Walder's Ghost. Game is part action, part horror. It is Uh, a video game, video game game. What? It is a, (laughs) it is the most like, of course this would only work in video games. Oh yeah. Like this would be a convoluted movie story yeah. like it would just be like what this like what has, are you talking about this has aspects of Twin Peaks and aspects of X-Men yeah. it is X-Files 
and it is also and uncharted. M Night Shyamalan esque. Yeah, it of does, just like we are twisting everything yeah, and what ev- is really going on, and we give you hints and blah 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 blah. So if you've never played Control, this game starts with you play as a woman named uh, Jessie Fadden. Uh, How does she spell her name? I, she spells it the same way as me, I think, J-E-S-S-E. Who is correct, world? <laughs> I, uh, listen, I'll give you the advice that I give everybody who always talks to me. Don't trust me. Trust somebody else. Uh, but you enter the Federal Bureau of Control, which is like the FBI, but you gather pretty quickly some weird sci-fi shit is going on. You don't really know why you're entering the Bureau you just need answers. Right. And when you get in there, there's there's a there's a painted mural of the director, this guy Trench, and a painted mural of the back of a janitor, this guy Ati. And you are apparently going to talk to Ati because you want some answers. And he's like, oh, you're here for you're here to work for me. You're applying to be my assistant. Go talk to the, to the director. So in the what in terms of this is the most video game video game world of just like it's reality, mm-hmm. but very askew, and you have to accept whatever they've shown you. Yeah, like in terms of just like this is kind of like Earth, never mind ish, like this vibe of it. This game feels like uh, brutalism on an acid trip. Yeah, just to say, picture like Soviet era buildings moving mm-hmm. in and out of each other like Tetris blocks. Right. And everybody just seems like, yeah, this is normal. Well, in terms of Mario, too, it's like you're a plumber, okay, mm-hmm. and you're gonna save a princess. Okay. Interesting, and you kill From turtles and Scott, and you're like, okay, like okay. that's what okay. video games yeah. are. Just like you're this woman, and you're gonna go do oh, this. Yeah. Oh, cool, yeah, it's FBI, and there's ghosts. Interesting. They gotta talk to the janitor. <laughs> there's a gun that only one person can use, and it's constantly moving and living and breathing. And right. we call it an object of power. <laughs> sure it's thing. Just like this the, game, literally. You walk into the bureau's direct bureau director's office to find that he has blown his brains out with a gun. Yeah. You pick up the gun, and everybody's like, "You're the director," and you go, "Yes, I am." It's a sort of the stone situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and your character is talking to herself the whole time. We think, and trying to figure out what these people. Because imagine you walk into the FBI, and there are dead bodies everywhere. Yeah, the and FBI. Then, yeah, yeah, exactly. The FBI. And now they start hanging in the air, and everybody's like, we've been invaded by an interdimensional being. This guy doesn't get it. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the FBI. The FBI. Sounds like the FBI. So the whole game is this discovery thing where you play as Jesse Faden, and over time what you come to learn is that you're here looking for your brother, and that you think the Bureau has your brother because when you were a child... You guys found this projector. You played whatever was on the projector, and something came out of the projector. All hell broke loose. The Bureau showed up. Last thing you remember was they took your brother Dylan, and that's it. And you've been searching for decades for Dylan, and you've come to this Bureau office, and it is in the middle of being attacked by some interdimensional being called the Hiss, and it's taking people over, and you have special powers now, and you're the director because these objects have chosen you, and of course. we don't know what the fuck is going on. Of course. So Jesse beat it, and I asked him what happened, and you said... It's complicated. Yep. It's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff that goes on. It, it sets up... I mean, the, the game is very clearly like there's going to be a sequel. I want to I say openly before we get too far into this, this game is awesome. No, it's awesome. This game is super fun. It's super engaging. You, you asked me when I was playing it at one point, is this a horror game? And I was like, kind of. And you were like, so do you like hate this? And I was like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, there's vibes of they're ghosts, but they're not 
Ghosts. There's like, there's weird, wh- what it is is that they're members of the Bureau who have been taken over by the Hiss. And the Hiss is this like otherworldly being that seeps into your brain, controls your body, makes people fly, makes them incredibly dangerous. Well, they're literal them. dead bodies just like hanging. Yes. Like they, they're shooting at you, but they're dead bodies. They're they're hanging, and then when you enter a room, they'll fall. Some of them will fall to the floor and attack you with the human weapons that they have. When they're hanging, they're just reciting this weird poetic mantra that is incredibly disturbing and for, and somehow visceral. Mm-hmm. And they're just all hang. And like, imagine that somebody grabbed you by your belly button yeah. and just hung you ex- like in the air. So everybody's dangling limbs downward, just, just facing one upward. Just one second. Fuck you, Derek. I remember that. <laughs> Continue, sorry. See the name of your doctor when you were born? Just yeah, you that up dude by the was cord. a fucking bully. Yeah, dude. Slapped, Slapped my butt yep. right in front of my parents. Yep, they did nothing. It's, it's called power. <laughs> Uh, but so there, you know, there's this constant creepiness. You're walking through this place. It's like there are dead bodies. There are secrets. There are strange things everywhere. And what makes the the scene stranger is that you're the only person who goes, this is weird. Because you're meeting these these heads of different departments. And they're like, oh, yeah, we had an invasion. We all came to this safe room. There are safe rooms all over the bureau. Yeah, the we what, until dawn. Mm-hmm. All the characters reminded me of the old German dude from Until Dawn. Oh yeah, in terms a of just of like I'm creepy. Yeah, but I'm not going to tell you what. But I'm not going to attack you. <laughs> yep. Like it's a weird like. Okay, here's this I weird have control over you. This is watching Control, watching The Last of Us, watching Death Stranding is why we go back. And I'm like, man, Final Fantasy VII remake voiceover was weird it was because you just look shit like this and you're like oh the acting the voiceover is phenomenal it's great it's really cool um there's also a character in this that's worth exploring uh professor or dr darling who is the mad scientist he reminds me of nick offerman's character from devs he reminds me of just in the way he looks he looks like vince gilligan the guy that made breaking bad Mm mm-hmm but he's very much like, I do my own thing. I research whatever I want. Please don't talk to me. I'm an enigma. I'm like cheerful and I'm a bit of a narcissist. Vince Gilligan looks like he collects cargo shorts. Yeah. What yeah, he does, does. Vince? I'm trying to describe what Vince Gilligan okay. looks like to people. Um, Vince A guy Gilligan who you're like, a guy who you meet like... at a bar and he seems decently normal. And then if you go home with him, you find out that he has a rock collection. <laughs> How did you go home with this person? <laughs> he didn't mention the rock collection beforehand. And now here you are staring at rose quartz like, uh-huh. That's that's what this guy that's, looks like. That's what Stardew Valley did for Jesse. He can name every court you can think okay. of. Well, heads up, because when I was a kid, I had a rock collection. <laughs> so when I found pyrite, I was like, oh, do you mean fool's gold? Or do you mean tiger eye? Because I know all the names of this fucking mineral. Yeah, I was uh, a real hit with the ladies when I was growing up. Um, we all were. We all were on the video lizards, game podcast. We Jack. all were. <laughs> we made this our life, Keith. 
We chose this. Now it's popular. Yeah. I mean, ish. <laughs> HBO is full on. We're doing fall. No, Fallout's Fall on Amazon? I, someone's doing and Fallout. And HBO doing is doing Us. Last of Us, and they're doing, yeah. It's, yeah, it's video a, games. We chose the right thing. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe. But uh, but yeah, the darling is this guy who leaves videos of himself investigating things. There's so much about this game that is creepy and weird. Did you ever see any of the puppet shows? No. They they made puppet shows. It so the in the way that the FBI is like we're going to produce content so that we can have our own propaganda leg. The Federal Bureau of Control in this game is like we made a kids show and it's starring puppets and it's all about the other dimensions and oh, objects of seen, power. Yeah, there's a character that just has like a weird mask over just part of its face and like its brain exposed or something. And it just screams at the other characters in this demonic voice of like, you'll stay in the room. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, it echoes, reverberates. It's so fucking That must fucking have killed weird. that voice actor's voice all It probably day. does. It probably, it probably was not good. What's the, what one voice do you do that's the most painful thing in the world to Anything you? that is uh, deep-throated, yep. guttural sounds. So stuff like that. Oh, it's that always terrible. It's scary, and that's what's going to destroy your throat. Yeah, that's why a lot of screamers, scream voice like people, screamo bands, they lose their voice pretty early on. Yeah, that's why with Dance Gavin Dance, there's John Mess. He's been doing it for like 15 years, and he sounds better now than he did when he was a kid. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know how. I don't know how. how I don't know how you do that. Basically, there's there's always one voice that people have in their arsenal, but that's what this dude has. So the whole game has this air of it's creepy, it's unknown, and you're the only person that doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Right. And what we which find makes out, great games. It does make that's great, great games. Great games. I really enjoy that. Uh, what we find is going out is that as Jesse uh, Faden, you are not talking to the player. You are not talking to yourself. You are talking to an interdimensional entity that you call Polaris. And it is this like moving uh, hypercube, this like four dimensional shape that mm. you can communicate with and that shimmers and moves at you. And that's how it communicates. And basically, Polaris somehow communicated to you this is where you need to find your brother. Mm hmm. And so you go and you find, like, you know, where Dylan's at, and it's guiding you ever down through this shifting, moving hellscape, and you're the only person that seems weirded out by it, but you never project that you're weirded out by it. You just keep finding these objects of power and these weird little secrets and becoming more in tune with these powers that these objects give you. So you basically become, like you said, Phoenix from the X-Men series. Yeah, I just thought this was Phoenix, the video game, when I saw it for the first time, because other than the gun, what do you do? What, what are her abilities? You can levitate, you can hurl anything, like you can, uh, you telekinetically, you can throw stuff anywhere. You can break apart things around you to create a force field and shield. You can take people over so that they fight alongside you. Mm -hmm. uh, there's tons of shit like that. Where it's just like, these are your powers. And then the skill tree part of the game is very fun because you can get any of these powered up. For, for me, the whole game was like, I'm going to levitate and hurl things at you at all times. And it's going to be like the most powerful thing in the world. Super engaging as a player. And really fucking fun. The game play that I saw you that was really interesting was the janitor level. Or the janitor part. Okay. So like that's... We can get to that, but I want to talk... I want to do my game first. Do your uh, game. Because, your game. Jesse... People might not know this, or maybe you do because you listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. But Jesse fucking 
hates scary shit. I do. He I hates find it. that my life gives me enough. So since Jesse has probably done zero uh, research into any of this, this is called Scary Ghost Shit, where I bring up scary places, and Jesse has to tell me why that place is haunted. I don't like this game. This is... Uh, <laughs> I don't like this at all. This is... This should... When I talk to you about horror stuff and ghost stuff, mm-hmm. I don't do it in a way to scare you. Sure, sure, sure. I think I do it in a way to show you like how stupid. That's true. How stupid all of this is. Uh-huh. So when somebody's like, it's haunted, I'm going to tell you why it's quote unquote haunted. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, it's all just folklore and bullshit made up. And I'm here to tell you that the front of my brain goes, of course, this is made up bullshit. <laughs> and that the back of my brain goes, Jesse, you have never been safe in your life. This is how you will die. Number one, Stanley Hotel. This, the Stanley, that's from, is that The Shining? That is The Shining! Yeah! Tell me why the Stanley Hotel is known for what it is. I, I've never seen The Shining, but everybody, but if you go there, <laughs> you become a bad writer who is an alcoholic and gets haunted until you die in the cold maze. Um, people might not know this, if you don't know this about Stephen King, because um, I'll, before I get into that, I'll tell the story. Stephen King went to this hotel in Colorado mm-hmm. and noticed it was all the bare bones of there's nobody there. It's completely empty. He's out in the mountains. Yeah. He went to sleep. He woke up. Or in his dream, his son was running away down this hallway because a haunted hose was chasing him. <laughs> okay. And so he got up and started smoking a cigarette looking out the balcony and he started thinking about The Shining. Yeah. But everything about the Stanley Hotel that's based on The Shining is like all fucking fake. Okay. So what really what happened was this woman was in 208 and there was an explosion, okay? Okay. And her body got burned Mm -hmm. and then she eventually succumbed to her injuries like 60 years later. I'm going to go That's, forward and just, you're going to be like, oh, this is all like fucking stupid. I know, but just imagine being around a campfire with a bunch of kids and one is holding a flashlight under their chin. And then at the end of this scary story about somebody with a hook on their hand, the kid just goes, and they all lived happily <laughs> ever <laughs> after. <laughs> yeah, so the Stanley Hotel, all these places, it's more of just like, we need to get people to stay here yeah like that's the whole point Mm -hmm. so stanley hotel is like only for people to be like this is where the shining was based yeah like that's that's it the whole fucking point of the stanley hotel queen mary oh the queen mary is a ship that we have out here in la that's like uh it's bolted to the docks but it's like a haunted passenger cruise line it is a hotel yeah that is permanently in santa no long beach yeah i believe uh, and it was used by the military in World War II to ship passengers. It was a cruise line and all these sorts of things, but there have been multiple deaths on it. Listen, any cruise line, there have been multiple <laughs> deaths on it. Any carnival cruise, anything you've ever been on, they have thrown people overboard and not investigated it because they're in international waters. All I'm trying to point out for ghost stories in general is that it's about the story. Yeah, it's not about the facts. It's Keith. cavemen have died around us everywhere. People have been whore. I'm in a motel in West Hollywood. Yeah. I can't imagine how many fucking prostitutes or whoever been murdered here or like new people moving to like no fucking oh, Keith, joke. Like, don't even worry about that. 
because if humans have ghosts, there are spider ghosts. There are There's, ghosts there and spiders, are ghosts. and there are so many spider ghosts all over your skin right now. You swallow eight spiders per year when you're asleep. You swallow eight billion being awake <laughs> and talking. They are ghost spiders. They haunt our today. Uh, but the ghosts that they hear that, it's like any cliche story. So a man was killed uh, between the gates because uh, there's in the halls, essentially these big iron doors closed, Mm -hmm. and one of them randomly closed and wasn't supposed to close, and a dude died because he thought it was fun to go through the doors when you're not supposed to go through the doors when they're trying to close. Keith, why did the gate close when it wasn't supposed to close? I don't know. Because of ghost (laughs) spiders, Because of ghosts, obviously. Ghost spiders kill men alive every day. They kill you alive, I said. So it's normally like you can go on these ghost tours and the same thing is here every time. It's like the same ghost story, which is children are in this area, so sometimes you can hear children Mm -hmm. laughing. Um, I'm going to take every one of these things that you try to tell me isn't scary. I'm going to make it scary for myself again. Go on, Keith. I think Caroline and I are like very much my own with Queen Mary. Number two, the Winchester House. The Winchester House. What's this Winchester House? I don't know, but wait, Mary Winchester? Who's no. that? No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of something else. What does Winchester make you think of? It makes me think of Shaun of the Dead. But what is, what is the Winchester? It's an English pub. But what is the Winchester? Isn't it a, is it a, a gun? It's a gun. It's a rifle. This is the Winchester house. A woman felt so guilty because her husband built all these guns and killed, responsible for killing all Mm -hmm. these people, that she had ghosts that would come to her and say, if you stop building your house, we'll come kill you. Yeah. So she made people come over, construction workers, and make them keep building rooms that had no point to them. Okay. So people now visit this because they're like, it's haunted. Right. Do you understand, like... I understand. I'm just like, this is a person who just, this is every rich person. Yeah. This is every, like, so they're like, it's haunted. Did you get it? Because there's ghosts involved in the story. I'm like, H.H. Holmes Mm -hmm. killed like 500 fucking people. In this hotel? Where the shit is that, like, you, like, you'll tell me this shit, but you won't tell, like, the hauntedness is what bothers me. Here's what I'm hearing. Ghosts have the ability to make us spend our money on renovations. (laughs) And bankrupt ourselves, and that's scarier than anything that's ever happened in my life. So I'm now afraid of the Winchester house. I don't believe in... So here's here's where I stand on ghosts. Um, is is hilarious. So you By know, the way, if you're alive, you are standing on ghosts. You that's are standing on ghosts. Uh, well, you, do you remember growing up in the 90s, and the thing that was big was like, do you believe? And when they meant that, they mean ghosts and aliens. Oh, yeah, it was the X-Files thing. Yeah, and it's, like... It's out there. It's out there. And as a kid, I'm like, yeah, aliens exist. Not yeah. in terms of what you think, but I'm like, yeah, it's got it. There's got to be something. There's got to be something out there or mm-hmm. whatever, some basic-ass thing that's a life form of whatever the fuck that term means. And then ghosts, I don't believe in the same terms of there's a pirate that walks around and he R's at people or whatever the fuck. <laughs> he R, he's the R'd. opposite of Boston. He R's at people. Uh, <laughs> he, I, whatever, the, like the, the, the theory or whatever that, uh, energy gets stuck or gets caught because it's the same thing of just millions of people been through here or yeah. whatever. And I don't subscribe to the idea that there's a murder ghost because most of these are like, most ghost. of these are lit. Every fucking ghost story is like, there's this ghost who is a murderer and he'll come try to strangle you when you're sleeping. Yeah. And like, that's like a common fucking thing. Like, here's the thing. If you're a ghost, 
and you're a murderer, you can only murder other ghosts. <laughs> and when you murder another ghost, they become alive again. That's right. just basic spirituality. I don't know why I need to keep explaining this to everybody. But in terms of just like, if somebody's like, hey, this area had millions of people that went through it, and maybe 100,000 of them died or something horrible. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't be fucking shocked that there's some whatever energy. I don't know. I don't even believe in energy like it's that. It's like, here's the thing. If if people were a lot, if like, if you died in the ocean, are you just like in the ocean as a ghost or can you swim as a ghost at, to the shore? At that point, I don't, does it like, I don't know. I really don't know, but in the concept of just like, I go here and a ghost walks around. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Uh, Eastern State Penn. East, okay, okay, penitentiary? Yeah. So tell me why this place is horrifying. Because uh, it's a prison, and it's used by corporations to uh, extract uh, slave labor from people and enrich themselves, like, and yeah. we're a horrible, horrible prison industrial complex. This was like the alone prison, <laughs> as in every single person wasn't allowed to look at it. They No one, when they would walk you down the halls, they put a hood over your head, so you didn't know who was Ooh. next to you. Like, everything about this was solitary confined. Yeah. You don't know fucking anything anyone so something like this if somebody's like i hear screaming but nobody's here i'm like yeah man i totally fucking believe that yeah like, that's fucking I don't crazy be- i believe i believe that like immediately i believe that uh shaint uh Sadic, shattuck st mary's wait before we go on i want to point out there is a point in this in control yeah there's a level called the panopticon okay and a panopticon was a form of uh of of prison that was invented at some point, I think in Europe, the idea was that there was a tower in the middle of a prison, mm-hmm. and the prison was circular around it. Mm. And so you could not see any faces, because the only people you could make eye contact with, eye contact with were far enough away that you couldn't make out who they were. But there was always a guard in the tower that could look at you 360 degrees, no problem, and could see everybody. But there was a blind system so that you couldn't see the guard. Jesus. So the idea was the only thing you could see was your cell, and at a distance, other people in other cells, and you were all constantly under under threat of being watched without knowing it at all times of every day. Can you imagine like some guy in that room being like, "Why don't we just give them better jobs?" And they're all like, "Shut, Shut up! We're up, here to make them go insane." Yeah. Okay, that's why we're all here. So that's the Panopticon, and that's a real place <laughs> in control, and it is crazy weird. Shattuck St. Mary's. Shattuck St. Mary's is I have no, I've never heard of. Wait, Shattuck. Should I should I know this? Why does it sound familiar? I don't know. What do you got? I told you about this one. Uh, this is the one. This is the hockey school that Sidney Crosby yes. went to and stuff. This is where they filmed D two. This is okay. I'm gonna go into this. Do it because I haven't talked about this Tell, yet, dude. Holy spit your shit. shit, everybody! The podcast is really about to go up a gear. Um. So I know the Mighty Duck movies well, and probably all of you do too, because. Fuck, I even think Disney promoted it alongside Hamilton. Like, that's how nostalgic. Really? That's how nostalgic. Nobody gives a shit about hockey. No. Everyone loves Mighty Ducks movies. Yeah. He was like, that's like the, the signifier. Um, Mighty Ducks 2 is when they go to the Olympics, the Goodwill Games, basically. And I know one of the refs. His name is Brad Buto. He was my hockey coach. Mm-hmm. So if you go to games and you watch them, he plays, they play Trinidad, Tobago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. <laughs> this is one of those 
they went to South Central and like, hey, have you ever worn hot hockey skates before? He's like, no, but I can do the knuckle puck. They're like, fuck it, come on on. Come on. Well, that's what the movie. I forget how is that what happens in the movie? <laughs> they go and play roller hockey against these kids in South Central, okay. and they fucking get their asses kicked. Yeah. And then it's Kenan Thompson, and he can do the knuckle puck. I remember the knuckle puck. He's, he's supposed to be from Trinidad Tobago in that no, movie. No, they play Trinidad oh. Tobago, and they fight. I, they play Iceland. And they get their asses kicked by Iceland, so they're like, "We need a secret weapon." Oh, that's what it is. And so they went and he's they play roller hockey with him. They're like, "We got to get this kid on the team," and he joins the USA hockey team. D three is the one. This is. <laughs> What do you, this, Keith, you are dying. I love it because Mighty Ducks, everyone's like, oh yeah, the Pee Wees. And then D2, they go to like Goodwill Games. And then the third movie, because in stories, whatever, you're supposed to go up. Yeah. They go to JV hockey team. Yeah. They're on. They didn't heighten the the stakes there. They really went down. You won a gold medal. You were the best Pee Wee team in Minnesota. You're playing JV hockey. None of you are making it. None of you are making the pros. You Um, were in the Olympics. Would you like to now be in a high school talent show? So... Mighty Ducks 3 took place at this school called Shattuck St. Mary's. Shattuck St. Mary's is probably the most impressive, if not the most important hockey school in North America. Um, Sidney Crosby played there. Zach Parisi played there. Jack Johnson played there. I Like, how many NHL players have played there? When you're 12, 13, uh, they make you move from wherever you live to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically seeing it. My hockey team would be like, Chicago, Chicago, uh, Illinois, Chicago, Chicago. And their team was like, Pennsylvania, Minnesota, Las Vegas. Like, these kids were from fucking everywhere because yeah. they're all like, we're going to go to the NHL. This, yeah. There was the drama teacher there. And this drama teacher there is like, oh, he was in Mighty Ducks 3. And I'm like, oh, cool. I like go meet him. I'll do all stuff. I'm like a kid participating at Shattuck. I go and take camps. I do all this shit. I'm supposed to go recently onto a video, onto a ghost podcast to talk about Shattuck St. Mary's because I went there and I know, and it's known for a lot of ghost stories. Um, And before I get to that, um, when I Googled it, I found out. That that drama teacher who I knew, who I went to his house and he helped me like with Pepto Bismol and stuff, had like thousands of pictures of naked boys on his computer. Oh, and just God. found out a lot of fucked up shit about Shattuck. Yeah, and that he there'd been a lot of weird sexual stuff going on there, and that was a school that I almost went to. Yep, and I'm like, oh, that's where Sidney Crosby went. Yep, that's where this person went. That's where that person went. And I'm like, this dude that I knew personally, and he's in the movie. If you ever see D three, if you ever think about it, there's some guy being like, these kids can't play. Who are these kids? Like, that's the dude who had thousands and thousands of pictures of boys. Jesus Christ. So that's my like with Shattuck. But before the, any of that happened in the world, Shattuck was. Uh, it's been there since like the 1800s. It was used as a burn ward. Uh, for soldiers who got burned. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an insane asylum for a little while for soldiers. Um, so you can hear screaming. I remember when I stayed there, they would tell me the ghost stories. Uh, uh, in the dorm that I stayed in, these boys chucked out a dog outside, uh, like out of the window yeah, and killed it. Yeah, a dog. Uh, and so you can hear a dog running around. There's one floor that I'm like, no one's allowed on. And I'd hear banging sometimes. And part of me was like, is that a ghost or is it just guys fucking with right. me? Like, and not knowing the difference and then just going around it because it's a very Catholic school. That's like, the, of everything you've told me, that's the grossest and weirdest part. 
That's, I mean, well, it coincides with the dude having a bunch of kitty porn. Yeah, it's always, you had to wear a white shirt, a maroon shirt, or a black shirt, and you have to do this and do that. And meanwhile, this dude's, like, making you yeah. take showers with him or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, so it's, uh, these places are havens for pedophiles and uh, Yeah, so they don't really talk about that. But Shattuck is considered one of the most haunted places in America. Well, if it wasn't before, it <laughs> now it's now. definitely. Jesus. Uh, Hotel Monte Vista. Okay. I... Have no idea. Hotel Monte Vista is in Arizona, and... I'm scared already. It's hilarious, because this is another one of those stories. Like, I went on the website, and I'm like, why are you the most... One of the most haunted places? Mm-hmm. And what they, this is why stories, ghosts, all the shit just makes me laugh, and I'm never scared by it. They're like, this man used to hang meat in his room. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... Okay, like so is this like a is this like a nineteen thirty? Like he'd get his kill and come back. They're like in the eighties. I was like, okay, so he's just a fucking weird dude so that you would stay out the hotel. This hotel is haunted by the ghosts of a bone-in ribeye. <laughs> That's all this is. If you if you listen quietly in the night, you can hear him butter basting a fillet right. on a stovetop. And then the other one is literally like, there was a woman who lived here for a long time, and some say they can still see her on her rocking chair up in like the room. I'm like, so she didn't even die. It's just she's still there. She's, she's sitting- alive. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> oh, you mean Meredith? Yeah, Meredith's yeah, not haunted. She's just here. there. She's, she's just, just she's fine. old. She's an octogenarian. Please be nicer to her. Uh, and then Saint Saint Augustine Lighthouse. St. Augustine Lighthouse. Um, this one cracked me up because I'm just like, fuck you. Then it should, just shouldn't be haunted. Is it Maine or Washington? I think this is uh, Maine. Yeah. East Coast. Northeast places get haunted as fuck. That's the one I was thinking of was uh, Lizzie Borden, uh, Fall River, Massachusetts. The main suspect in the August 4th, 19, 1892 axe murders of her father and stepmother in Fall River, Massachusetts. She was tried and acquitted of the murders, and it was like a brutal murder. Right. It was like a really fucking thing, so they, right. made, a, they made a rhyme about it. And so you, you hear this growing up, Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax, and when she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Damn. Yeah. So, like, so that shit's haunting, but the Menendez brothers shit just makes me laugh. <laughs> They're so stupid. It's it. I want to be like. It's like Lizzie will still haunt you and does stuff. And I'm like, do the Menendez brothers still haunt me? It's like I'm bored. I I think that's the difference. <laughs> you need to write a creepy nursery rhyme that children say in order for it to be haunted. Right. That's you can what it make is. Anything haunting. If you if you make it a stupid kids rhyme. But uh, Saint Augustine Lighthouse uh, started to get popular because you know. Uh, the lighthouse worker fell to his death from, and I just want to say, again, people are dying everywhere yeah. all the fucking time. I yeah. can make a story about this fucking place. Why not? Like, just imagine <laughs> going into a hospital in the emergency room, being like, "I feel like this place is haunted. Why? Because everybody's died yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens sometimes and often at these places. Yeah. Uh, so this has been ghosts, hauntings, things. Are is this really that scary to you, Jesse Neal? I'm scared of all these things now. And now I'm afraid of games. I want to talk about Dylan in this game. Okay. Dylan looks like Billy Corgan. Okay. 
and is infested by the Hiss but can control the Hiss. And this is where the end of the game takes place. You realize that uh, that you and Dylan both have this power over this other dimension, this yeah. being called the Hiss, that it doesn't drive you mad, it doesn't fully control you, that you can communicate with it. They take Dylan because they're like, we want you to be the next director when you're grown up. We're going to teach you to harness this power so that you can use all these objects of power and be in charge of the Federal Bureau of Control. But they fucking break him because he's a kid and they took him away from his family. And they just keep him in a cell and interview him all day and do tests on him all day. So he's like, fuck this. I'm going to let the hiss into me further. I'm going to let it take more control of me. And I am going to wreak havoc on the Bureau of Control by inviting them in everywhere and having them kill everything because of what you've done to me as a child. If the title bureaucracy is in anything with a kid yeah i don't yeah, blame that kid for away. i don't blame that kid a bit for wanting to kill everything so now he's a full-grown adult you find him and he's like yeah i did this shit i killed all these people and i'm gonna have you go down to the center of this building and find out why i did it mm-hmm. and you go down and you're like oh they've been holding the hiss hostage basically controlling it to try to like extract power and extract meaning from it you defeat the thing releasing it you go, you battle the hiss, you win. You're like, I'm the new director. Basically, they were like, we're going to take your brother. But if he doesn't work out, we're going to take you. You're, you're the control you're, you're backup. Yeah, you're backup. We needed two people. You're the control group, thus control. Dylan convinces the director to use the projector that he uses. He does it. It kills him. Everything goes to hell. You show up, and he's like, my plan worked. Mm-hmm. Now you get to kill me. You control your brother. You're trying to figure shit out, and now you're the new director, and that's how the game ends. It's so creepy. The face-off with him is like Hannibal Lecter level. It's yeah. intense. It's insane. So well acted. I can't recommend enough just getting to that part in the game and being creeped the fuck out. But before we get to that part in the game, yeah. we have to play what I think is one of the best levels in video game history. Okay. Uh, we've talked about the janitor, Ati. Nobody knows this dude's deal in the game. Everybody's like, he's been around longer than anybody, the director included. So he's the director. He's like kind of low-key. And he is from maybe Eastern Europe. His accent is so indescribably strange, and he knows everything, and he's phased by nothing. And he describes everything in janitorial, janitorial terms. Because there'll be like this fungus that's alive and mutating and absorbing humans, and he'll be like, you have to clean up the spill in the sector, and that's all he'll say about it. Imagine thinking you're the director of some building and you go to the bathroom and there's no toilet paper. Yeah. You still think you're the king of the (laughs) castle. (laughs) This guy's clearly in charge. And you find all of these papers, all these memos around that are just like, what the fuck is this Ati guy's deal? Yeah. Like, we found him in this highly classified section of the building. How did he get here? He doesn't have clearance for it. And when we told him to leave, he was just like, I need to change the soap. Mm -hmm. Like, he's such a weird dude. You get to this place called the Ashtray Maze. And it's this maze that, like, the walls appear and disappear into themselves, and they just keep leading you in a circle. And so you're like, I'm going to go see if Ati knows anything about this. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, here, take my Walkman, my 1986 Walkman that I'm always listening to. It'll help you through the maze. Every time you go to Ati's office or you find him around, he's got his little gender cart, he's mopping, and he's listening to like You assume Eastern European. It's like Romanian folk sad music. music yeah. Or it's it's very like somber and very it's it's very like 
it could be the 1800s or it could be present. I'm not sure what it's it is. It's not going great. Whatever he's listening to yeah. is not going great. What I like to refer to as surplus music. Yeah. <laughs> like it just gets made and we're like, we have no place for this. All right, you know, <laughs> give it to this to this gender. And so he is constantly surrounded by this culture and he gives you his walk and he's like, listen to the song that's on here. It'll help you get through. So you're like, all right, you go to the maze, you put on the headphones and this is what starts to play. It's fucking metal. It's he's listening to metal music at all times. He's listening to intense metal throughout the entire game and he never mentions it. So the level that gets louder to know which way you're going, correct? It's well it's that it's not even that it gets louder. Everything in the maze expands and contracts and pathways open and everything tilts. You're basically inside of an MC Escher sketch, fighting all these waves of things that are coming at you. The landscape is consistently changing. It's uh, you know, you're trapped in that inception thing where everything's flipping mm-hmm. over and things are coming out of the walls. It's all the controls you now have to this point have have uh, crescendoed into this intense, violent, fast, confusing, and disorienting level. And this battle just keeps going, and the song keeps going, mm. and everything. Uh, the scope of it, the fact that you start in a hallway, and it begins to expand, and the hallway now is a room, and the room gets a little bit taller, now the room gets a little bit wider, now the room turns on its axis, and now there's a new hallway, and that hallway closes off before you get to it, and the room expands, and the room contracts. Everything is so disorienting the entire time, and this music is blaring the entire time for this to, to be allowed to happen. And then you just get to the end, you get through, you take off the headset, and we never mention it again. Mm-hmm. And that's just like what Ati is in this game. He's this weird, enigmatic figure who has these special powers, and we never know any fucking thing about him, except that he very clearly seems to be the person in charge, but nobody knows. I really would have wished if they like ended the game with you barely able to breathe and like you're down on the ground or something, he's just changing a trash bag next yeah. to you or something. He's just basically, like, whatever. He's basically there the entire game to make a big point to be like, no, Ati is like, the he's guy. the god. Yeah. And just, we have no control over it. There's so, there is so much weird shit that happens in the game that people have varying degrees of freaked out about. When you get to that panopticon what you find is that every single room in it is inhabited by some object that they're like this object has weird other dimensional properties you get to a room where there's a guy sitting looking at a refrigerator Mm -hmm. and you're looking into the room and you're like what are you doing and he's like oh my god thank you help me i need to be helped i've been here for over a day if if nobody is looking at the fridge bad things happen and I need somebody to come in here and take over my shift. I can't look at it anymore. I'm going insane. I'm going to blink like I'm going to lose it. And you're like, oh, okay. You run to this dude's boss. And he's like, oh, Phil's still in the fridge room. Phil hates fridge duty. <laughs> we got to get him out of there. Could you get in there and just, and just get him out for me? And you're like, yeah, sure. You go and you get him. And you tell him, I'm coming into the room. And then the time it takes you to go around the hall and get into the room... You hear him look away for a second, then scream, and then you get into the room, and the fridge is in the same exact spot, 
and there's a blood splatter where Phil used to be. Mm -hmm. And then the fridge sucks you, and you have to fight this huge monster and then just spit you back out. Wow. And the guy's just like, yeah, it's, you know, that's fucking, that's the fridge. I'm glad you were able to take care of it. So much weird shit. Everybody is so blasé about it. Mm -hmm. And you can tell how how, how much power you have in the Bureau by how freaked out you are. Phil in the fridge room, very freaked out. Phil's boss, a little bit concerned, but not too worried. Ati couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. And that's like the whole game right there. It's just, it's way worse. (laughs) And because this game is so based on bureaucratic nonsense and conspiracy theories, Keith. Everybody just turn it off now. We're all bored. It's time for this or that. Uh, Is this a real conspiracy theory that a group of people believe, or did I just make this up while staring at a wall? Isn't that the same thing? (laughs) <laughs> basically yeah okay cool basically i can convince you guys of anything all right keith yeah some of these will have follow-up questions okay some of these you will be unclear what i mean okay and you will ask things about them got it and to everyone i will tell you i refuse to give you any more information <laughs> about this topic got it number one the beatles never existed the beatles never existed the beatles never existed Okay. See, this is where it's like, it's just like, <laughs> this is one of those things. Is there like a limit? Is there like a, a quite a few people believe this? Or is it just like a thing you found and one person was like, the Beatles didn't exist? Because that's such a nonsensical fucking thing to say. Keith. Yes. I refuse to give you any more information about this topic. <laughs> the Beatles never existed. That's a conspiracy. That is a real conspiracy theory. That's a real conspiracy theory. theory. I will tell you. It's so preposterous, and I'm like, of fucking course someone believes that shit. These conspiracy theories are at least big enough that there are people online willing, people plural, willing to argue in comment threads. If Not troll culture. There are entire websites dedicated to it. If it was like Paul McCartney was replaced for a year, Mm -hmm. if it was like one of those things, I'm like, yeah, okay, like... No, I'll give is, you your due, but it never happened? What? <laughs> this is a group of people who go, the Beatles as a whole were just a, a a constant assortment of different musicians who were dressed the same, who were given the same facial hair, and they're always like, you can tell because the eyebrow shapes that are different. That says so much about makeup than it does about... Like, if you think yep. makeup and hair is, like, so well done, what is your excuse when you see an ugly person? Yeah. <laughs> Number two, all cancers are actually aliens. Like, act- cancer people die from. I was talking about yes. astral. Tumors. Oh. Tumors are aliens. That's a conspiracy. Stared at a wall, made it up. Number three, still way more believable than, than most of the shit. Yeah. I, but then, like, that's way more believable in my just brain. Wait. Keith, just okay. wait. <laughs> Number three, mosquitoes are government machines created to inject nanobots into our blood. 100%. That's a conspiracy theory. Stared at a wall last night, but made it up. But that is Bill Gates' conspiracy. <laughs> that's the Bill Gates conspiracy theory. What? People don't want to get vaccinations because mm-hmm. Bill Gates is going to put a chip inside of you from the government. That's, That's the vaccines, whole... not mosquitoes. But it's the stills the same. Like, you're going to get injected, and the government's planning, and the mosquitoes were made by blah 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 so long ago. Like, have you read up on Flat Earthers or any of that shit? Yeah, it's fucking bonkers. It's just so far gone that yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't, sure. Just like, wait. Okay. Number four, penguins are a failed genetic experiment to breed chickens for spying purposes. Oh, man, you're right. So many penguins get eaten all the time. Uh, yeah, this is a... Damn. <laughs> it's getting harder. This is 
fake. Yeah, I made this up yeah, last it night. It's fake. Number five, Saddam Hussein had a Stargate. Had a Stargate. Man, he did not use it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's even the fucking purpose? I know, you're not going to answer, but like, what? <laughs> what is the purpose? I refuse to give you any more information. Uh, that's fake. That is a real conspiracy Why? theory. How? Like, I don't even know. It's The conspiracy theories are this crazy is like you believed another crazier conspiracy theory for you to get to this yeah. crazy. Like you First have, of all, you believed Stargates existed. Exactly. But it's like, I don't... Okay, sir. Okay. Number six. Hitler was a hologram. From the <laughs> past. <laughs> what? From the past. Hitler was a hologram from the past. Okay, that's so funny. Guys, Hitler was a hologram. Hmm, I'm not done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yeah, that's true. I stared at a wall and made that up Damn. last night. Number seven, Saved by the Bell was a vehicle for the Illuminati. Yes. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> I almost believe it, too. <laughs> Number eight, Bob Barker was a Stargate. What is a Stargate? I refuse to give you any more information <laughs> on this topic. It's like a time-traveling device. Have you ever seen Stargate? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you the, this. Okay, go a ahead. Stargate is like an alien invention that's used to, to transverse space and time to go to different dimensions, different places in the universe, past, present, whatever. You can go anywhere Got with the Stargate. It. The only thing I know about the Stargate is from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, mm -hmm. where they're like, we have a Stargate, and they're like, no, we're calling it the Fargate. Give it a mo mohawk and put it in a wheelchair. We're not getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> so they just show this Fargate. That's great. It's really funny. Uh, yeah, it's true. Bob Barker was a Stargate. I stared at a wall and made Damn. it up. Number nine, today is four days at once. <laughs> That sounds like a Beatles song. <laughs> Who never existed. Oh, boy. We dropped acid. Um, today is four days. In, well, that's, you stared at a wall. That's real. What and the if you, fuck? If you ask me to tell you what it means, I cannot. That, I flat out that cannot. Means it's such a non... Like It has something to do with the mathematics of cubes. That's all I can <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. Jay-Z is a time-traveling vampire. Fuck. I hope that's true. I hope... I hope there's more than one person who believes that shit. Is it true? That's a lot of people believe that shit. Oh, That's a real man. One. Number 11, April is the government's blood sacrifice season. Yeah. How do we get our crops otherwise? Yeah, dude. That's a real That's one. That's a real one. People believe that there are so many atrocities that happen during April that it's a thing the government does for I've sacrificial seen, purposes. Like, I've seen hints of that conspiracy theory without people saying it. Yeah. You know, like, it's been a good crop that, like, there's a creepy, like, we yeah. killed someone, we got a good crop season this year. I'm like, I've seen that joke more than once mm -hmm. for me to be like, what is that? That's a thing that's out there. Number 12, Avril Lavigne was replaced by a clone named Melissa. That is true. Yes! That's one I know. <laughs> that's not, I'm not saying is real. I'm but saying, you know like, I know theory. of that one. That's so funny that they bothered to say named Melissa. Just oh say my. A, you can't just say a clone. You got to say named Melissa. I think it's what to you is like the most crazy, but you believe it. The most crazy. What is the what is the farthest you'll go with conspiracy theories? You're like, I'll go. I'll do that because governments 
taking advantage of you shouldn't be a conspiracy theory at no. this point anymore. I never uh, thought I'd be the person that believed that uh, there's a massive governmental conspiracy to cover up Jeffrey Epstein's pedoph- pedophile Oh, there's a mass of like all the biggest people in the world were yeah. raping kids. Yeah. Yeah. Was like, I never thought I would get there, and I fully believe that now. I, I like wouldn't have been shocked when I was younger. Yeah. I think it's more of the like, what I'm shocked more at is the response. Yeah. The response of, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. that sort of vibe of, like, what the fuck? Like, aren't you, like, done with whatever bullshit you've had to deal with in life once you hear this shit? It's, like, beyond crazy. But, like, lizard people is a thing I hear That's nonstop. Insane. And I'm like, how does that gain traction? No, I don't know. Flat Earth bullshit? Yeah, if you're just so stupid, then I'm just like, whatever, because you're like, I can only see so fucking far. Mm-hmm. Go watch Carl Sagan talk about how they were able to discover the Earth wasn't flat with yeah. shadows. It took them fucking 10... Forever. It took, well, everyone's like, Christopher Columbus figured it out. I was like, no, he fucking didn't. Christopher Columbus didn't do anything He didn't but do anything except, like, kill innocent people. Yeah. Uh, but, what, 1984? All that shit. <laughs> what? Like, ends up being true. Yeah. Everybody's like, what a conspiracy. What a crazy ass book. And be like, like, no, Jesus it's, it's already Christ. Happened. Number 13, magnets are an illusion. Like when they happen. I when refuse somebody... to give you any more information. Yeah, it's a conspiracy theory. Yes. No, I made that up staring at Oh, wall. interesting. <laughs> Number 14, the years between 614 and 911 AD never happened. Is it like, I'm trying to find the pattern in this game, and it's just like... <laughs> it's a little bit harder. It's hard because it's like the most nonsensical, mm-hmm. I assume, are true, and then sometimes, like, yeah, I'd say this is conspiracy theory. That's a real one. People believe that because there are, they can't find as many remains and, like, artifacts from those years, they just didn't happen. We skipped that part of our but, history. Who, but hold, who came up with that theory? Because I guarantee a Not scientist didn't fucking say no, that. Just people who were like, it's weird that I'm seeing this gap at this museum of 300 years. It must actually be 713 AD. I. Is it. Has ca- Is it because capitalism has ruined professional opinions for everyone? I think is politics it, has ruined professional opinions. But I mean, like, capitalism as in, like, I'm a researcher quote-unquote i'm here to make money off of this quote-unquote like this thing of oh you're not supposed to trust people yeah because they're gonna take advantage of you because the the system is designed that even your teachers have moral and have a financial incentive to behave badly right so it's like in this terms of like oh so i'll trust bald eagle 69 on youtube instead of (laughs) a fucking scientist like i get that like caroline is constantly just like around anti-science people and i'm like i don't know how you function yeah i I don't understand number 15 the large hydrant collider is a stargate keith just put the microphone up to ollie's mouth because he is asleep next to keith snoring and as soon as you put the microphone there, Keith can't see it, but I can. His eyes. Ollie gave him side eye like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Keith was like, I'm going to catch Ollie snoring. And Ollie was like, the fuck you want? <laughs> Keith, I asked you a question. 15, the Large Hydrant Collider is a Stargate. Uh, that's made up. That's a real conspiracy what theory. What the fuck? Number 16, the ice caps aren't melting. They're, quote, leaving. That's the way I put it too, guy. <laughs> that's real. I made that up. Oh, that's funny. Number 17, February is always 30 days long. <laughs> Somebody stood up on their table and demanded that they hear this sentence. Yeah. 
It's real. I made that up no. last night. This has been, is this a real conspiracy theory that a group of people believe or did I just make this up while staring at a wall? Keith, you did pretty well, so all things considered. Does Earth exist outside of Control? Yes. Is that clear? So in the game Control, there are there's uh, what's known as the oldest house, which is a place of power. All this terminology, all this jargon. Basically, an object of power is an object that has some inter- interdimensional being in it that is dangerous to humans. A place of power is any place where these objects can be found and any like any place where they find any interdimensional being. And then the oldest house, I think, is just a name for wherever the Federal Bureau of Control exists. <laughs> Couldn't help ourselves. Oh. Keith, Keith put the microphone back up to Ollie's mouth. <laughs> Didn't give me side eye this time. He, he did, but he was like, "Fuck it, I need my sleep." His <laughs> eyes are open, and he's he making sleeps that with noise. his eyes open. It's horrifying. Um, but so yeah, the 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 oldest house it seems is just the bureau itself, and they put it on this location because it's this like epicenter of this interdimensional power, and it's in the middle of I think Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So the world exists around it, and they're trying to control this thing and not have people die, but. The the scientist in charge of everything is nowhere to be found. He knew the hiss were coming like days beforehand and he gave people these little devices that could save them. I know you're not going to do a control and you've made a great game and congrats to you and I keep hoping you go down the path you're going on. May I pitch a DLC though? They have one. But Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Whatever is about to happen, let them just fucking break down the wall yep. and we can just have like a full Half, Ghostbusters game. Well, because the, the game has this comedy, it does, it vibe comedy to elements. it that I'm almost like, I kind of want to see them in that. Like, I want to yeah. see like that comical thing. Yes. I would do it as a DLC, clearly or whatever. Do but it. I'm I'm saying that would be like a fun mix it's, to throw in. It's such a good game. It's so creepy. It's so fun, and uh, it has it has a lot of side quests outside of the main storyline. It also has a great fake ending where it gives you, like, a bunch of credits that start rolling and then melting into themselves yeah. and it becomes this weird abstract painting and then you wake up and you're an intern in the, in the Federal Bureau of Control and you're doing the same tasks over and over again and you're like, oh, my God, I'm experiencing what it's like to be trapped in the hiss and, like, not have my brain to itself. And, I, and if I don't fight my way out of this, I'm going to go insane here and become one of them. It's a very cool game. Yeah. A lot of stuff worth exploring, a lot of stuff worth replaying. I would say on the PS... Uh, uh, I mean, this is I think this is an easily. I think it's easily in the top ten of PS4 yes. games. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it was. It got buried um, underneath other games. It did. Like there were other big games out at the time, and Control it's came a, out. It's at the a same shame because it's a really. It is a very good game. Work. So if you're able to get it on sale, if you see it, uh, don't pass it up. Yeah. Um, it's up there, at least for me, in opinions of just games in general. I'm like, yeah, this is up there with God of War, Spider-Man. It like, it is a great game. To me, it's a PS4 classic. Yeah. Keith, I made a final five I for you. final five for you. Oh, my God. Do you want to go question by question? Let's go question by question. Mine are heavily influenced by control. Okay, mine are just put these in order, and they're things you like. Okay. <laughs> Number one, what's the weirdest thing you ever saw, but then just kept walking? Like a ghost thing or like the Anything like in genuinely life. weird? Anything that you're like, maybe I should stop. You know what? Maybe I, I, should I keep always going. stopped. The funniest where it was weird and I kept walking, Suge Knight was at a jail. Yes. Did I tell you the story? Yes. We, I was going to the 
I was, I think I was going to see you. I was going, I worked in Central Park at the ice rink in Central Park. So I was going up Fifth Ave or Park, no, Seventh something. I was going up Sixth, Fifth or whatever. And I'm walking past a Wells Fargo or an ATM. Weren't they all chases? And then they became, yeah, whatever, Wells Fargo. So like these army of dudes in sunglasses and black jackets start shoving people. Yeah. Like shoving people. Yeah. And I'm, it's not, this is pre-Trump pandemic. This yeah. is pre this is like pre uh, just like accepted crazy. Accepted this before like all the insane shit. These people start shoving all these people because they're trying to create an opening, mm-hmm. and I have no idea who's going through. And this huge man, yeah, with death row records on his jacket, walks through to use the ATM. A man was walking out of the mm-hmm. Wells Fargo, and a, like two guys literally like picked him up yeah. to move him out of the way so that this dude could go inside the bank. Yeah, like he had a posse with him, and I'm like, oh, that's a murderer. Yep. Like I was like, oh, that guy murders people. Like in my head, I was like, oh, this is the most bizarre fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like. Ever and I've walked past super fucking famous people. Yeah, and I'm like, you're not. No one would know who you are if you didn't have all those people. But it just makes me be like, oh, because you're a murderer. You sure you night. need all these fucking people around you to quote unquote protect, protect you. you. Yeah, but like other shit, I've heard weird sounds and I haven't seen anything. I'm pretty certain. Um, I've had situations where all. There, it's new snow, yeah. and I'll go to the back door, and I could tell that somebody clearly scoped out my house and left. Jeez. Like, I've seen that shit in snow. Like, I've seen stuff that I'm like, oh, okay, that's, like, weird and clearly yeah. uncomfortable. But Suge Knight was the most, like, what am I looking at? Yeah. Like, what am I... You're looking at Power Express. Yeah, violence. and then he's in jail now for murder. Yeah. So he was accused of murder before... I thought he was a murderer while he was pushing those people, and now he's for sure in a jail murderer. for murder because yeah. he ran over a dude, and then I think, and then shot a guy. Nice. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, put these in order. Tacos, hamburgers, pizza. A burger is a thing that I grew up with, and so it's close to me. A taco is a thing that I love yeah. because it's like versatile and amazing, and pizza is also versatile and amazing, but like whenever I feel it, then I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right, number two. If you could rename the FBI, what would you call it? Uh, WGYB. We got your balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I uh, for people pro- who who don't know, um, uh, the man who created the FBI, uh, J. Edgar Hoover, had dirt on every single president. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and every had, had just dirt and information on fucking everyone. Yeah. Um, and it was an interesting character. Would dress up as a woman secretly and not tell anybody about it. Yeah. Uh, which was like, hey, man, if you were just comfortable with yourself, you could have just done that. You could have just, just done that. You could um, just do that. It's cool. So a lot of stuff is shady about the FBI, and that's why I drink, bring them up as like a crazy, lawful, unlawful neutral. Yeah. Of just like, they do illegal shit, but it's the thing of like, I'm happy there's an actual independent yeah entity in america that's like oh no we 
we don't have connection to Epstein. We're not yeah. billionaires. But at the same time, terrified of this independent entity because right. it's like we have Because we can take advantage to, of you. And they do often. So it's this thing of just like, I hate them, mm-hmm. but maybe are they going to be... The, it's Could it's, they save us now? It's the end of the movie where we have to go get the villain to hook us up to yep. go get the bigger villain. And it's that sort of thing where I'm just like... When our powers combine, maybe we can take this horseshit down. Yeah, so it's like, I'm not on your side. I'm going to go back to hating you, but please do this one thing. Uh... Put this in order. Mm-hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yep. Steven Root. Who? Steven Root. He plays Bill. He's in No Country for Old Men. He, he plays Bill? He plays Bill in King of the Hill. He plays Where's My Stapler in oh, Office yes. Space. Yes. The most versatile he character plays actor. Jimmy James from News Radio. He is a fucking phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. So Steven Root and then Jamie Foxx. Damon, Daniel Day-Lewis, Stephen Root, Jamie Foxx. I'm going to do this in the order that I actually enjoy watching them. Okay. Stephen Root, Jamie Foxx, Daniel Day-Lewis. Like that. Mm-hmm. I really dig that. I get that Daniel Day-Lewis is like the most amazing actor in the world, but I kind of don't need to watch most of the movies that I he does. I loved him in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Didn't like Lincoln the movie. Yeah. I have not seen uh, fe- uh, Thread. Uh, Phantom, Phantom, Phantom Thread. Thread. I haven't seen that one. And it's, I think, I my left foot yep. did not like it. Like, there's things that I'm like, yeah. but he's so, I'm like, you are the best actor. Like, yeah. it's this thing Very of like, clearly, I, I accept you as the best actor. But I'm like, listen, There Will Be Blood was amazing. Uh, Gangs of New York, you were great in. But at the end of the day, did you fucking, did you see Django? Did you see yeah, Ray? Did you see Ray? <laughs> did, you see, did you see Ray? Yeah. Did, like, I can't wait to see what it's going to be like Mike Tyson. Like, if you... Oh, fuck yeah. If you do at all the good jobs you did in Ray, I expect you to get a second fucking Oscar. I wonder how big he's going to get. He's going to... Is he like 50? I don't know. He's up there. I hope he gets huge. He did Booty Call, guys. Let's remember yeah. that. <laughs> he was in In Living Color, and he did Booty Call. Damn. All right, number three. You kind of already answered this earlier. Do you believe intelligent life exists? And if so, what form does it take? Uh, I mean, it's like, that's the funny Futurama thing. Uh, it's the funny joke of Melvar, if anybody knows that episode. It's when, it's like, I'm a huge Futurama fan. I bet a lot of you are, if we have the same sort of, and if you don't, if you never watched Futurama, please, for the love of God, oh, go watch, watch Futurama. Watch it on Hulu. Uh, the writer's room. Like, yeah, the writer's room, they had like, seven master's degrees, yep. two PhDs. Like They created a, their own mathematical theorem for the purpose of writing an episode. <laughs> They're a very smart group. Uh, and what it is, is they get the cast of Star Trek, because Star Trek is a religion that's been banned, and you can't talk about Star Trek anymore, so that all the Star Trek actors ended up on this planet that's basically the basement of this godlike form mm-hmm. named Melvar. Mm-hmm. And Melvar is just a Trek nerd. Yeah. And so this concept of this gas life form can take these heads of the actors and give them their old bodies back and give them what age they are and whatever they want and like what are your wants? What are your human earthly wants? I can make it happen. I'm just this gas. I don't have needs. I don't need to eat. I don't need to shit. I don't need to come. I don't need any of yeah. these things. And all he wants to do is watch them just do Star Trek episodes. I remember that one. And I'm like it's so funny because you're like, oh, there's this God form. And then his mother shows up yep. and is like, get out, stop playing with your toys and like all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this is like, 
this is kind of what I expect my, it to be. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. It's not going to look like us. It's not going to be these giant humanoid things with the giant heads and all these sorts of things. I'm like, it's going to be a very, very weird-looking thing or something comparable to dinosaurs where they can't even where they can't even communicate with yeah. us. Where it's just going to be like, you look extremely strange to me. Yeah. You don't have fingers. They're like nubs and because they've evolved into something else that's helpful to you on this planet. So, like... All these things have to do with science. There's so many fucking variables. That's just like, whatever I theorize, because Caroline talks about this a lot with science, is you can't prove anything. Mm -hmm. Everything can be unproven. Everything. So you can only theorize. You can never be absolutely right. Yeah. So that's the whole point. You have to leave room to be wrong, essentially. So... Do I believe the base of there's other forms out there? Yeah. How the fuck are we ever going to communicate with them? That's like an unlikely possibility. But if you put the possibility of, is there just anything like that? Like dinosaurs, like fish, not necessarily us, anything like that. I'm like, yeah, there's bacteria on planets. Yeah. Like that shit builds up over time, like all of it. So it's no longer like, oh, are aliens coming down and like impregnating us and bailing? No, you're fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. The correct answer was dogs with 14 legs. <laughs> uh, Amy Adams, uh-huh. Sally Fields, uh-huh. Meryl Streep. I'm going to go Amy Adams, Meryl Streep, Sally Fields. I think Amy Adams is fucking awesome. I think Amy Adams is like taken away, been like, I'm like the best actress, and no Low one's kind of giving right? me my due. Never. Like, Arrival was amazing. She was great in The Fighter. Uh,. Since Catch Me If You Can. Oh my God, yes. She's like, amazing since that movie, that. it's like she's just everything I've seen her in, she's just been fucking She's fucking incredible. She's fucking great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going Amy Adams for the win. Uh, number four, make up an insane conspiracy theory right now. An insane one, you yep. say? Not one of these normal ones. Extra points if it's about a Stargate. It's about a Stargate. <laughs> I think one of Bill Gates' kids is a murderer. Yeah? Is that an actual thing you think? I think, and I'm not against conspiracy theory, and I'm supposed to create crazy ones, but somewhat plausible. Mm-hmm. The richest man in the world, I think, has five kids. Yeah. You're telling me not one of them is fucking crazy. <laughs> That's all. Like, I don't know Hanks which I don't know which one. Kid. And he he does a thing. It's like the most boomer thing, and what's hilarious and makes us fucking hate everything. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm gonna give away my fortune, but my kids still get like, because I want my kids to like learn their way through life right. and they all get like 20 million dollars or something Jesus and like Christ. and i'm like oh no they won't have their own private jet but they'll have three houses oh right. no <laughs> i think they'll be set i think they'll be fine bill yeah i'm with that uh lomachenko mm-hmm. triple g mm-hmm. mike tyson fuck dude uh okay <laughs> there's all things jesse likes this is so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do this based on skill I'm gonna do this based on uh, on my personal likability, and then do skill. Okay, likability. Triple G, Loma, Mike Tyson. Uh, and I have a I have a hard thing with Mike Tyson because he's one of the only people who I think is the only one of the only men that I saw growing up who I looked at and went, "He's violent. He's dangerous. He's mm-hmm. uncaring." And now I look at it and go, "He's reformed." I think he actually gives a shit. I think he's changed quite he's a bit. He's like a broken old dog I, I is what th- it feels yeah. like to me. I think that he's a dude who recognizes the pain he inflicted on other people, and I don't condone any of the things he did. But I am happy to see somebody in American culture not suffer from 
uh, a punitive system and instead managed to make it uh, a rehabilitative system, which I think is an important thing for America. And obviously what he did was horrible, how he treated women, terrible, terrible. like how he treated everybody, horrifying but he was and a, scary. He was abused. But not, not only that, before we get to that, yeah. like people, he went to jail. Mm-hmm. People shit on him for a long time. He's had to do a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Woody Allen hasn't had to apologize once. Oh, fuck Jerry Woody Seinfeld so hasn't had fuck to apologize. Like, both. these people, there's, yep. as much as it's like, well, fuck him, he did this horrible thing. I'm like, these other people did there's, horrible, horrible, horrible things, and we give them Netflix specials. There is a part of Mike Tyson's story that is, this whole country took advantage of a black yeah. kid. He's been taken advantage of since he was 12. Yeah. He has white men around him who go, I'm going to make money off of yep. you. That's what he's had his whole life. It's You're 12. If you're 12... If I was 12 and mm-hmm. men were like, we're going to turn you into a murderer, what the? What do you think? I'm not going to end up being fucking horrible yeah. by the time I'm 18? Yeah. So he's, his whole life, I think, is, is I think of as a tra- tragedy, and I'm glad that he's gotten to a point now where he seems healthier. Triple G, I think, is the most likable person in the world. Lomachenko is almost as likable as Triple G. In terms of skill, Mike Tyson, Triple G... You think sorry, Loma? Sorry, Mike, Mike Tyson, Loma, Triple G. That's interesting. And I only say that because Loma is maybe the most skilled boxer to ever live, but I don't think he exists without Mike Tyson because a lot of the shifting that he does and changing angles that he does is direct Mike Tyson stuff. Yeah, he's so he's. I think Triple. I think Loma is the best technical boxer to have ever fought, but I think that he gets there because he gets to start off his career standing on the shoulders of the giant of Mike Tyson. Is it just because of his, and we'll, we'll move on, we're, we're almost done, uh, talking about boxing, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, is it also in terms of he doesn't have very strong knockout power, or does that have to say to what his weight class is? That's more his weight class, and his knockouts are still like... He has great knockouts, he has great just knockouts. in terms of like comparing like a Mike Tyson yeah. and this and that. He doesn't like, have spe- talk, spectacular one-punch knockouts most of right. the time, but... The thing is, he kind of does. I mean, he knocks people out on body shots, which is he, really hard. He mind controls you. Yeah. He's a fucking mind control of, I'm going to train you. They call you, him the Matrix. Just like, I'm going to hit you in the same spot to the point where your body gets normal to block that side, yeah. and then I'm going to knock you out. His knockout of Corolla was amazing. Uh, he His knockout of Lenares was amazing. He knocks all these fuckers out constantly. I'm not the biggest boxing fan, and I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of things, but if you were like, this is the greatest person who'll ever do this thing, mm-hmm. I will watch it. He's, I'm not the biggest basketball fan. I watched a shit ton of Michael Jordan growing yeah. up. <laughs> Here's the thing about Lomachenko. Mike Tyson knocks you out in the ring. Lomachenko made three or four champions quit on their stools right. between rounds. It's a mind game. He had refs walk up to, to world title holders, to gold medalists, and be like, are you okay to keep going? To have like Guillermo Rigondeau go, I don't want to fight him. I anymore. think that's like worse, is where you're yeah. like, I know they're not going to knock me out, they're just going to keep hurting me. People, <laughs> people Loma fights don't go out on their shield, they quit. Yeah, because they're just like, I don't do this anymore. Number five, Keith. Yeah. If your life was a redacted FBI operation, what would the code name for it be? Fake sadness? <laughs> Operation fake sadness? What, like, <laughs> you made me be depressed for this long before you told me all this shit? The fuck is this all about? Uh, <laughs> we're going to make you not sell your TV shows? <laughs> That's the experiment? What the uh, yeah, fuck? Yeah, I would do four sadness, yeah. Uh, number five. All right. Me. Hammocks. Mm-hmm. Cool sand under hot sand. Okay. Miss machines. Miss machines? Have you never been to Arizona or Texas? When oh, you're like, mist. Yeah, the mist. Yes. Mist machi- when you're just like, oh, thanks. 
Hammocks one. Hammocks get spots one and two. <laughs> you don't care for those other two? Mist machines are just like... In terms of just like, oh, thank God. It means you're in line. Yeah. A mist machine is you're outside in the heat, and we know that you would go insane and nobody would come to our establishment if we didn't have these. All three of these are relief. I know. <laughs> but the hammock is nice fucking Ooh, relief. I baby. love hammocks. Yeah. Uh, I go hammock, hammock, cold sand. <laughs> fuck your mist machine. Fuck mist machines. Fuck your mist machine. Fuck Arizona. Means, fuck Texas. It, fuck these f- It just means dry you should have built a roof. But you thought this was cheaper. You know what? The roof wouldn't have used up our natural resources as much. Uh, g- good on you, people who live in Arizona. I remember I've been there twice, and both times I was like, how the fuck do you guys do? Like, Yeah, no. Because there's mist machines everywhere. It's 106 degrees normally, and I'm like, how? It's how? It's the uh, it's the king of the hill line when they get out of the car in Phoenix and it's 118 degrees. Why would God let this exist? <laughs> This has been Final Five. Final Five. Yeah, Control's a great game. Go play it. That's my only closing thought on that. Uh, Remember, guys, to rate and subscribe us on iPodcast. Listen, wherever you listen to the podcast, Uh, please rate us and review us five stars. And if you're not, if for some reason Google or whatever is not showing our podcast, we don't know. It'll eventually happen. It'll eventually work. Uh, Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at NewPlayerPod. And, uh, oh, another thing worth mentioning, we're going to be doing, if you were part of that sister district uh, fundraiser that we did maybe a month ago, yeah. we're going to be making that a monthly thing. So we're going to be looking to do that pretty soon, I think. We're going to redo it again. So if you're like, hey, I had a lot of fun playing Quiplash with them, or if you're like, hey, I wish I played Quiplash with them and we're gonna hung out and again. stuff, we're going to do it again. Uh, I think we're shooting for not this Friday, but next, but we'll we'll talk more about it in the, in the coming days, and we'll get the message out there. We look forward to seeing you all there to raise money for a great cause. Otherwise, let's get out of here. Let's do it. Keith. Jesse. This is New Players Join. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ghosts have the ability to make us spend our money on renovations (laughs) and bankrupt ourselves, and that's scarier than anything that's ever happened in my life.